Sharon? Yes. Okay, let me go to my questions, your note, my notes, just a second. Okay, and I'll go to my answers. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, first of all, um, this is how I would in introduce you. Okay. Okay. Sharon Scott is owner of My Sunny Rock Kitchen, where food nourishes life. Sharon has certifications as a Whole Foods life coach, lifestyle coach, raw food chef, and raw food instructor. Okay, that's my introduction. Okay. okay. All right. So, okay. Sharon, how did you get into natural healing? Uh, my interest began when I was about six or seven, and I got a doctor's kit for Christmas. And I think I decided then to become a doctor. Well, as life would have it, I couldn't go to medical school. But as I was growing up, I read everything I could get my hands on about um, the body, how it healed, what made it sick. And that led me to an interest in diet for healing, uh -huh. um, to herbs, using herbs and supplements and other ways of regaining and maintaining health. Right. Yeah. And, so and how I, did you I, get into natural healing? I mean, how did you actually decide that natural healing was the way to go? Learning from what I learned as I was growing up and trying mm -hmm. various things. Okay. Um, I actually would save my lunch money when I was going to high school uh -huh. and I would buy magazines, um, books pertaining to health, pertaining to Oh, okay. So you read a lot of stuff that was current at that time? I did. And I okay. tried to bring some of those things into my home, uh -huh. um, coming from Southern parents, you know, who prepared foods the Southern way. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes I could get some things that I wanted to try. My mom was good a lot of times about letting me try my hand at different foods. Okay. And so she was fine. She was kind of open, a little bit more open. She was open. Yes, she, she was, was open, open right. to it. And um, as I prepared these things, I had one brother in particular who just loved it. You know, like if I made whole wheat bread. Uh -huh. He loved the bread. And actually, all of them did. But he was a big fan of eating the way, okay. um, you know, I wanted to. Right. Mm -hmm. So did you introduce that uh, idea of changing a little bit, just a little bit, to your family uh, by, by like, baking, being the one that did some cooking? Um not cooking. Well, yeah, baking or whatever. In other words, did you actually use it in the meal itself? Is that what you did? I did. Okay. Uh, because I started helping mom prepare meals. Okay. And so okay. what I would do is whenever I could get the herbs that I needed, uh -huh. you know, like, um, oh, what, thyme, rosemary. Right. These type of herbs. And I yeah. would season the food with it. Okay. All right. So that was kind of like, that was the start. That was the start. Yes, that was, okay. that was the start. Right. Yeah, it, it was the start of me being able to use those foods. 
Uh-huh. And so putting some of what I had learned into practice. Okay, that's a good thing. Okay, so you, you basically started that with within your family. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. So uh, how did you begin your journey that brought you where you are today? That's... That brought me to Ralph. Yeah, okay. yeah. And to talk about, also talk about a little bit of your challenges as well. Okay. Uh, what brought me to Raw Foods is I, around 1993, I was having some health issues. Yeah. And I picked up a book, Macrobi- Oh, wait a minute. The Macrobiotic Way. Right. And I asked around to see if anyone knew of the macrobiotic teacher. And uh-huh. I was pointed to this lady who taught macrobiotics in her home as okay. well as she had a business where she prepared macrobiotic foods okay. for the public. Right. And so I, for a while, used that way of um, healing Mm-hmm. Which did, Before you started your raw food? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Which did a lot to help me, uh-huh. but still wasn't quite enough, wasn't quite what I needed. So right. I decided to put more raw foods into my diet because macrobiotics is basically a cooked food diet. Don't they eat a lot of, of rice? A lot of rice. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. And, and, and legumes, legumes and rice too. Legumes, uh-huh. legumes and rice. Right. Um, a lot of root vegetables. Right. And greens. Greens is a big part of the diet, uh-huh. but not salads. Oh so really? Raw foods, okay. at least the way that I learned them. Okay. Right. Raw foods. So you didn't eat a lot of salads and stuff when you were doing the microbiotic. No. No. Okay. And I felt that I needed more. Yeah, yeah. So well, I think that would be, that would be. I think seriously, I don't think that's a good diet either. I think that, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of people uh, when they did that mm-hmm. uh, back in the days when that was very popular, when people didn't know that much about the other other alternatives, people were seriously having some serious problems. Because they were basically what they were doing is they were eating, like I, I have to show you an, an, my example. Uh-huh. Uh, I decided, wow, rice is good a good idea. So I didn't eat anything but the rice because I didn't know anything about you know balancing. Right. <laughs> and I think some people also, if I'm not mistaken, I actually heard that there were some people that had some problems with it. There were people well, that that had some some real health problems they were they were getting sick from it you did not by any means of course have a balanced diet no of course and not it, no it focus you've got on... to have a balance. you have to know what you're doing in other words right. a lot of people were doing it but they had no knowledge of how they were doing in other words they had no knowledge they were just doing it and there were people that were getting sick right it, it's yeah. too unbalanced yeah and yeah. there again if all you're eating is cooked brown rice you're getting too much right food right also uh from what we know now brown rice is not it's a carb mm-hmm. and it raises your blood sugar mm-hmm. 
so yes, people would have issues. Um, they would, yeah. And you can have issues even using one method of cooking because mm-hmm. I've heard of someone who only used one method to cook. And by uh-huh. method, I mean um, maybe boiling. Boiling is a method of cooking. Uh-huh. And threw his body out of balance that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, yes, agree. It, I agree. I agree with you. It's not balanced. It's not balanced enough. Right. And so I started eating raw foods and researching raw foods and came upon the raw food diet through um, Hallelujah Acres. And that was a group of people who were eating raw foods for breakfast, lunch, and at dinner time, they would have a cooked meal. Okay. And that is basically the way I was already eating when I started raw foods. Uh-huh. So I would have a cooked meal where I would still do raw, usually in the form of a salad. And I would also have um, cooked food. And that might include rice, um, a vegan protein like mushrooms, green beans, um, peas, cauliflower, not all at the uh-huh. same time, but, you know, as part of the meal, um, uh-huh. one, I, I might have mushrooms and brown rice. Or I think at that time, I also was introduced to buckwheat. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Mushroom and buckwheat. Yeah. And that part was cooked, but I would right. have that raw salad. And that was an eye-opener for me because I felt so much better with the raw foods. And so then I thought to go completely raw and eat raw food all day. Uh So I basically would go from eating for a period of time nothing but raw foods. I'd be 100% raw. And then I would go toward eating um, 85% raw and 15% cooked especially in the wintertime, because at that time I was living in Michigan. Uh-huh. And when you're eating raw food, it is very hard for you to stay warm. Right. And so cooked food grounds you. Uh-huh. It brings you back to earth, so to speak. Raw right. food is very expensive. It's very airy, it yeah. Water. I think so, yeah. Yes, it has a lot of water in it, which is perfect for the summertime. Mm-hmm. So in the summertime, if I was predominantly raw or 100% raw, then it was perfect because it helped keep me cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, you don't want to stay cool in the wintertime. You want to heat up. Right. So in the wintertime, if I were doing raw foods, then I would have cooked foods, maybe more cooked foods. Maybe then my diet would become 50 50, you know, 50% raw, 50% cooked, or I would use more, I, I would use more heated beverages, you know, uh-huh. like tea or, or make a heated beverage of some sort, cocoa, which would be cacao for me because I would use the raw cocoa bean, but uh-huh. I would, you know, and, and even heat up some of my raw foods like if I made a raw soup then I might put it on the stove for and just a kind bit. of warm it up a little and bit just, just a little bit not yeah. enough to kill all the enzymes right. that's yeah. a good idea yes that is a good and, idea 
And we also would use the dehydrator to warm foods. Uh-huh. And raw foods, in order to maintain the enzymes, you want to heat them to about um, no higher than 117 degrees. Mm-hmm. So anything higher than that would start killing enzymes. So actually, when people are eating things like when they're boiling, I don't know, whatever they're boiling, (laughs) they're really killing everything, right? Yes, pretty much. Um, I mean, you maintain some nutrients. The shorter you cook foods and the lower... Isn't it when people do what's called, um, they use woks, you know... So it's half raw? Yes, but woks is not a good way to uh, okay. cook because yeah. you're talking about stir frying. And stir yeah, stir frying, frying. Yeah. you use a higher heat. So you maintain okay. nutrients. So you're killing, you're killing it immediately. You're killing, yeah. Sure, sure. You, you okay. want to low cook foods, uh-huh. you know, a low temperature. Like if I'm cooking foods, if I'm going to be cooking at a medium high temperature uh-huh. or even a medium low temperature. Right. And okay. that will help maintain the um, nutrients as well as short cooking them. And, and and I would cook, you know, just until the, co- well, I would still have color. I would still have color. I would still have some tooth, you know, some crunch to the vegetables. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Okay, explain to me what is raw food? Because a lot of people don't understand. I didn't understand before I met you. Not, not, not at all. I mean, I knew, I knew that I ate a lot of raw food because I'm a salad eater. But yeah. I had no idea what other things I could eat besides salad. Uh, raw foods are foods simply that have not been cooked. Um, they may have been heated. Some may be heated. But they haven't been cooked. And when you cook foods, then you destroy the enzymes in them. Uh-huh. You destroy, like you cook plant foods, you destroy plant enzymes. And enzymes are those substances that help your body digest the food. Uh-huh. Um, as a matter of fact, the digestion begins with those enzymes before it ever hits your gut where you're digesting. Okay. So it, it helps digest, like if you're eating uh, a raw food, say raw food salad, then it Uh helps digest itself, in other words. Uh So it will help you digest your foods as well as absorb the foods. Okay. So it actually helps in your digestion. It does. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, If someone was to start eating a raw food diet, what would you recommend they start with how would they start like you did slowly you know how you would can, you, what would your advice be i usually advise people to start slowly mm-hmm. especially you know if they've been eating a raw uh, i'm sorry if they've been eating a the standard american diet which we call sad mm-hmm if yeah. they've been eating the sad diet, right? Then, because they're not used to uh, the taste of 
raw foods. They may uh-huh. not be used to the taste of raw foods. Right. They may only know raw foods through salads. Maybe uh-huh. somebody eats fruit raw. Uh-huh. But not having had raw food, a lot of us, it's a diff- it's a new thing to us. Mm-hmm. And it may not be appealing to some people. And so you start slowly. You can, let's say you start with a smoothie in the morning uh-huh. where you would have just a little bit of either spinach or kale or mixed greens. And I use the baby mix. Uh-huh. Start with a little bit of that, maybe a handful and you can do that in almond milk, any nut milk, or uh-huh. any seed milk. And it would uh-huh. be good if you did it in hemp seed milk because hemp has a protein profile where it's high in protein. Mm-hmm. So it would so be hemp is a way to get your protein? Hemp is a way to get your protein. Okay. Yes. So you would use that, and my smoothies tend to be fairly simple. I use the maybe almond milk or even walnut milk, and actually mm-hmm. I like to culture it with kefir, mm-hmm. and it's a kefir similar to yogurt. Oh, okay. So I would culture it with kefir grains. Mm -hmm. and I would use that maybe eight ounces of that and then I although hemp I've been told I've never tried culturing hemp I've been told that hemp does not taste good if you culture it Uh so um, that's why I would use like walnut or almond and then I would add a handful of just starting out if you're just starting out as a raw fooder a handful of Maybe spinach. Spinach is one of the easiest ones. You can add maybe half a banana or half of a Granny Smith apple. Uh huh. If you want it a little sweeter. But you would add maybe half a banana. And mind you, go ahead and add the whole banana. And whenever I choose bananas, then I choose bananas that are green tipped. Mm-hmm. You don't use the, so uh, ripe. Sweet. You don't use the ripe banana. I, I don't use absolutely ripe bananas unless I want to use them to help sweeten uh-huh. the uh, smoothie. Uh-huh. But I've been doing this for a long time, so yeah. Yeah. my taste is acceptable to something less sweet. And as a matter of fact, I'm really not keen on sweet smoothies okay so you're used to now so that you've been doing this for such a long time that your taste has changed yes yes okay but when you you're working with one person like you're working with someone who's just starting like with you yeah with me (laughs) (laughs) at least in the smoothie department yeah 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 (laughs) so you would definitely you know do this the slow way yeah yeah no yeah and you can add um, a sweetener that I used to use if I wanted to um, flavor, you know, just the kale and the banana. A sweetener that I used to use was a cherry or pomegranate, pomegranate being my favorite oh. syrup. Oh. It, it was a concentrated syrup made only of either pomegranate or cherry. Interesting. I've never even heard of those. 
uh, who is it? Premier Research Laboratories makes a great tasting one. Okay. Both and you get those, those online? Great. You get that online? I get mine online, yes. You get it online, yeah. Yes, and, and if there are practitioners, which there is a practitioner here in Southern Pines, uh, you would be able to uh-huh. get it from her. Right. I think she's still doing that. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. I used to work for her. her You're talking about was... um, Linda? Yes. You're talking about Linda, yeah. Yeah. Yes, L- okay. Linda has those products. She now, has whether, all that stuff. Yeah, she does. Whether I don't or not know if she, she does has anymore. It I'm sale. sure she does. Yes, I'm sure she does. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, um, okay. Another question would be, how do you get your protein? Plant foods have protein. Okay, so plant foods and so are they have protein? So they have protein. Oh, they do. Okay, so yeah. that's something that. I didn't personally know. Yes. Really? Um, if, okay. if you're eating raw, you can get uh-huh. it from hemp seeds. Kale okay. has protein. Spinach has protein. The leafy greens have protein. Interesting. Um, you can so add, you can get you can get your protein from other sources. From other sources. Interesting. Fruits okay. also have protein. I didn't know. You know, that. of course, it's not a high amount. Uh-huh. But when you're eating a raw diet, you're going to accumulate protein, let's say protein points. Okay. You know, you're going to accumulate them. And and yes, you can eat a plant-based diet and have plenty of protein. Okay. And one of the things you'll find is that more and more doctors are recommending plant-based diets. Yeah, I think so. I didn't mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it used to be that that was not something that they could, no. you know, would think about. But they're definitely they're thinking about it now more so, I think. Right. And there are doctors that are going more holistic in a way. Yes. Uh, I know one specifically that's doing it. And uh, she's working more on the holistic, you know, she's working, she's con- incorporating medical, of course, but right. she's basically a doctor, but she's also being, she's much more o- aware holistically. Yes. Yeah. Which Absolutely. I think is a good thing. Um, okay. Let's talk a little bit about your education. How did you decide that you would actually do this as a career? When when I started learning macrobiotic cooking, mm-hmm. you know, I, I went to the lady for information and what it is that I could do. And she was giving four seasons class uh-huh. and the four seasons, you know, spring, summer and so forth, because you eat based on the seasons. You eat foods locally uh-huh. and what's grown in those seasons. Right, right. So I took all the classes all of her classes, um, as well as I was her apprentice because she taught Ford Motor Company employees how to prepare um, and how to do the macrobiotic diet. Interesting. Okay. Yes. They they uh, provided a facility for her to do that. Uh And I became her apprentice because she was teaching me how to do the same thing with Ford Motor Company. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. but sadly, she passed before we completed that. Uh-huh. 
And so I started teaching macrobiotic cooking in my home. Okay. And that's where I met my first client. Mm -hmm. And I began preparing. uh, I became her private chef and began preparing macrobiotic foods for her. Is that your friend? You're telling me about her? Yes, it is. Is that your friend? Yeah. We became fast friends. Right. Yes. Yes. And she's in Michigan, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know her. I, I don't know her, but you've talked you to know her. You know of her. You told me yes. about her. Okay. Uh, okay. So tell me about your education as far as becoming a coach. Okay. So later, um, before I started working for the center here, and, and that center is the Center of Awakened Health in Southern Pines. That's Linda? Yes, that's yeah. Linda. Yeah. Before I started working there, I had gotten certification from Alyssa Cohen, who is a raw fooder, and I receive um, raw chef certification from her, uh-huh. as well as raw instructor right. certification. Okay. And so this is what I took um, along with my other experience when I went to work for Linda. Okay. And then after leaving, I, I worked there for three years until I think it was 2011. Did you August. work for that long? I didn't know that. Yes. You were there three years? I was there three years. I oh was the raw food I could chef. Not, so, I, and... could not, I, didn't, I didn't remember. I don't remember <laughs> being three years. I know. I mean, the time just flew by, really. It was, yeah. It, yes. Oh but I gosh. did. I, I worked okay. here for three years. Yeah. And... When I quit, I came home and I wanted more certification. Uh-huh. So I took a certification course with Carol, uh, Karen Noller. I don't okay. want to get her name wrong. Yeah. Karen Noller okay. of the UK. Okay. And she's one of the premier raw food coaches wow. um, in the UK. Wow. And so I took a raw certification course for teacher, and then I took the raw coach. I remember all that. I remember that. I remember you doing that. And I thought that was such a great idea. Oh, and and it was a wonderful course. I know it was a wonderful course. You really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. And yes, uh, I think you're very, very blessed that you found it. Oh, I, I do too. It was worth every penny. Yeah, it was worth I, every penny. Too. It, I think, you know, and I think it was perfect timing too, because you just come back from being at the center and uh, it was perfect timing for you because you needed that. You needed that, you know, at the time. Now, when did yeah. you start working with James? I started working 24 hours with James. Yeah. When he had a health crisis in, July of 2014. Uh Uh-huh. Right. And you brought him him home. I brought him to live with me. Right. And you actually are responsible for his diet. I am. Okay. Yeah. And I have now, James will eat just about anything and he loves salads. Uh Uh-huh. Right. So in working with him, I would do the smoothies, the raw um, cereals. Right. Um. Certainly the raw salads. He had these huge raw salads with lots of leafy greens. Uh-huh. And I employed some superfoods. 
Yeah. And he thrived. And as a matter of fact, when he had a home health care visit, they couldn't believe that he was the person that they were told had suffered, you know, had gone through what he Oh, I know. Through. I know. He's, yeah. he, he's really, he's in really good health. Really good health. Yeah. And uh, friends that we knew, and one in particular would look at him, you look good. Uh-huh. And he, he started looking younger. Uh-huh. He was more energetic, had yeah. a bounce in his step. You know, That's you could great. tell that he was like rebounding health-wise very well i think that he's been a good uh kind of like an apprentice for you in other words you've learned through working with him yes so much that you can apply with your future work yes absolutely you know okay tell me about your creativity and your uh your wonderful things that you're doing with your recipe cards um, my creativity, uh, you know, because I'm a visual artist. Yeah. I found, so... I saw the photograph. It was gorgeous. Oh, thank you. It's a very pretty, pretty photograph. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to post that in the group, in the Facebook group that I have, that I'm actually posting images. Yeah. So that'll be one of the things I put in your, um, as, as the story, you know, your story. Okay. Yeah. That would okay. be great. Yeah. Um, so one of the things is visually preparing food. Uh-huh. Um, food is my media. It's, it's one of my mediums. Uh-huh. So I want to prepare it so it looks appetizing. Um, I'm trying to think. That was a short cooked soup uh-huh. recipe. Right. Although the radishes in there were not cooked. Yeah. But it was short cooked. And it was a, a green soup. I think it was a cream of asparagus soup. I think that's what you said, yeah. Yes. It looks good. It actually I can eat that. <laughs> you can have the recipe. <laughs> but I, I would take you can send the, that recipe to me. I'd like to have I'll I think do that, that. looks good. It looks really good. Okay, I will do that. All right. <laughs> and and so I would take pictures of my foods and put them on recipe cards. Uh-huh. And one of my favorite things to do, and, and one of the things I'm looking to do to put in my Etsy is to prepare, and I, I don't know how to say this, you know, you prepare what they call artisan breads or artisan breads, where they're basically handmade and a lot of attention is given. They're, they're not mass produced, in other words. Uh-huh, Right. So that's what I'm doing with small recipe books. And okay. I like um, to... So that's, you're going to do that on Etsy? That's what I'm working on. Okay. So you haven't started your Etsy store yet? No, I haven't okay. started. Yeah. I think I have, I think I have it secured, but no, I haven't started it. But my goal is to do, you know, kind of like personalize it. Uh-huh. And in working at the center, then one of the things I had to do was personalize recipes. I remember that. You know, each you person, did. there's some things that, like, you can't eat. Some things I can't eat. So uh-huh. I had to right. come up with recipes basically on the fly. Well, I know you, you know, did. And the thing is, you, to... you actually put together the whole healing program. I, I did for one of the, the people recipes. that was going through the program. I remember that. Yes, yes. As far as the recipes, so yeah. I like to um, 
take pictures of it. I like to do collages. And uh-huh. right now, my favorite art form is collages. Yeah. And collage, you know, use collage elements to create my recipe books. Oh, the yeah. first one I created was in a small album, photo uh-huh. album. Uh-huh. And so I would put recipes and quotes. Oh, that's a great idea. Pictures yeah. into yeah. it. So this is this is what I'm looking to do, and so um, create artisanal. I don't know if it applies to inanimate objects that aren't food. Uh-huh. But say artisanal books. Right. You know. Oh, I think I that's think a great idea. Word. I'm looking forward to that, to seeing that, Sharon. I know that's been something you've been talking about for a while. Yes. So and I did see create. That happen. Because um, you are very one. creative. You are very creative. And uh, I think people forget about food as being creative. I know for me personally, yeah. that's really the last thing I think about. I go, okay, I'll just eat it because, you know, I, I've got to eat it. Because you have to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really think about, okay, this this got to be pretty, you know. I'm just right. not into into that. I mean, just I can't grasp that. But I do think it's important. I do think it's important. You do think it's it important. Is. Yeah. And, and, and it's very, I, it's very, very, very pretty. I mean, it's, it's pretty and uh, it's almost too pretty to eat. <laughs> it is. You know, at times it is. Because you know, I, I had to yeah. do that for clients. Uh, well, okay. Well, you know, I've got this beautiful little, little <laughs> thing here. What? I don't know if I want to eat it because it's so pretty. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and like you know, when you're doing brown foods, and and I call brown foods foods like mushrooms, uh-huh. any food that turns brown when you're cooking it or starts out brown, yeah, and gets browner, yeah. you really have to do that with brown foods, especially when it's plant based, mm-hmm. to make it look appealing, appetizing, you know, appetizing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. What I wanted to ask you is, um, so, okay. So in the next couple of years, you know, in your, in your two years, say two years from now, uh-huh. what do you see yourself doing? What's your vision? My vision is to teach probably through the internet. Okay. So you're going to do some online stuff? Yes, but I really love, you know, teaching at bricks and mortar. So maybe teaching at in, in someone's home, you know, where I have this party planned. Uh-huh. That's thing. a great idea. And yeah. I go, you know, and prepare a meal for you and your friends. Uh-huh. Right. I, I would love to do that. Yeah. I would definitely love to have a school. Yeah. You know, where I can have people come and learn a comprehensive course in raw foods. And actually whole great. foods. In whole foods in general. Yeah. You know, raw foods would just be a branch of it. Right, right. So you, you think about, you're thinking about your little healing center you told, told me about years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yes, and, but it won't be so much healing center based on some of the things that I had proposed to do before. Yeah, you've kind it of would narrowed it down. around the food. Yes, yeah. I'm narrowing it down. I think that's a good thing. Food. Yeah. Yes. I think that your dream your vision was wide and expansive. Now it's kind of narrowed down and more focused. I think that's great. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, you you focus on the food, then what we put into our bodies is so important. What Uh we don't put into our bodies is also so important. 
because mm-hmm. a, a good part of healing comes whenever we stop putting the bad stuff in. Uh-huh. You know, we get the bad stuff out and get the good stuff in, then that's where we see turnaround. But that it starts really when you stop eating junk. The bad stuff, yeah. Yes. So that's kind of the start. I mean, people yes. are be if people are more aware, okay, well, today I'm not going to eat this particular thing. Right. Maybe they haven't replaced it yet, but they just basically are more aware of what they shouldn't be eating. Basically. Yes, Joy. Yeah. And getting back to um, the question you asked about how does one start? Yeah. You, you start slow. You can start slowly. You may not want to do that. If you're facing a really serious health issue, you might want to go cold turkey. Oh, on. sure, sure. Yes. You've got something. Okay, that's really... what I would do. Sure. Personally. But, you know, if if there's not a problem, yeah, start slowly, you know, maybe with the smoothie. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a bunch of smoothie recipes online. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I would caution, though, is about using too much fruit. I, I think a lot of raw fooders really eat too much fruit. Uh-huh. You know, too many sweet things. They right. focus on too many sweet, like desserts. Uh-huh. You know, so you're talking about the smoothie as being not not so much fruit, not so much fruit. Yeah, and and, okay. and not only that, you know, um, the less sweet fruit. Uh-huh. Like if you want to use a whole apple, a whole Granny Smith apple, go ahead and do that. You mm-hmm. know, um, and even other apples, especially if you're dealing with health challenges. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, you know, do a smoothie. And instead of having, say, uh, a donut or a candy bar or whatever for uh-huh. a snack, maybe uh-huh. some fruit or some vegetables and add a nut butter with uh-huh. it, you know, yeah, yeah, um, or uh, a few walnuts or other nuts or even hemp seeds. Um, and especially do not do your your smoothie to the point where it might fit your sad taste buds uh-huh. if you get what I mean because you may be coming from that sad diet where you your taste buds are set on too much sweet or too much sugar uh-huh. but that would be my caution is to okay. mind how much fruit and how many sweets you do but well, yes, I think I mean, that I... I think that a lot of times people get into this stuff after they read a book and then they think, oh, well, I can do this. And then they start doing something, but they're really not doing the right thing. You know right. what I'm saying? So I think that people like you, it, it's important. They're important. Mm-hmm. It's important to get some guidance from someone who can work with it. Just like you said, a coach, because, right. you know, you don't want to do anything that makes it worse, you know, right. makes it worse. Like if you don't know anything at all, then even a little bit of change is good. Right. right. Anything that you do that, that, that helps you take a step towards um, more holistic way of eating or more, more, uh, more raw food or whatever you, you're actually making that step and any, anything that you do, that's like a small, that's a small step. Right. But still, that's a good step. But you got to do the right step. 
the right step. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. It's like when people like decide, like you just said, a lot of people are not are, are not aware that a smoothie is not just a, you know, a smoothie that you you that you make with fruit. Right. Like you're, which you're is something seriously, I did not know okay, until I met see. you that you make snoop smoothies with kale. And when I heard mm-hmm. about it, I went, ew. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> Reminds me of spirulina. Ew. Ew. Well, the first smoothie I had with spirulina was a peach oh smoothie. God. And it that was, was awful. Good. It was good. The one it that was I good? Not it was really. Good. It was not good to me because, you know, people would have that stuff in the refrigerator and go, oh, my God. What well, are they drinking? Well, what, and yeah, and what you want to do is freshly prepare your smoothies. I mean, yeah, go ahead and prepare it if that's the best that you can do, you know, ahead of time. Uh-huh. But yes, and, and it's, it, I, I, like I was saying, I think that people, raw fooders eat too many sweets. And one of the reasons I think it's based on, well, I'm eating healthy. So I can. Yeah, well, that's it. Now. They don't know. They don't know. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't know either. I'd go, okay, well, you know. Uh, you still need to be balanced. Yeah. You need to eat balanced meals. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So um, if you were to give one piece of advice to someone, and let's see, what would you say to them about... Say if they want to, they they want to make a start in their in their in their change in their. I don't want to say diet. I hate that word. Nutritional yes, intake. Yes, that's a good. <laughs> they one. want to make they want to make a change in their food. What would be you just said? You think you think they should just take baby steps and and start with a smoothie? Is that what you're take, saying? Take baby steps to start with. Maybe for the first few days. Add different things as you continue and as your taste buds readjust. Okay. Okay. Um, so not go whole hog turkey. if you want to go. Yes, go cold turkey if you want to. Because yeah. I did. I went cold turkey. You went cold turkey. Yeah. What's true is that I had been doing natural foods for a long time. Uh huh. But I went cold turkey for one reason. I I knew what I was doing, and then the other thing is my taste buds were already. Um, accepting of a lot of things that this kind of nutritional uh-huh. intake entails. Right, right. So, so you were ready. You were ready to to to, I, to go to that next step. I I was ready. Yeah. So that one thing, I would say, set yourself um, a time limit mm-hmm. where you try it, see how you feel when you're eating. Note how you're feeling, you know, when you, when you eat and after you've eaten, you know, uh-huh. say an hour after uh-huh. because your food is supposed to energize you. Uh-huh. If you're not energized, if you're falling asleep, if you're feeling weepy or sad, then you've eaten something that did not agree with you. Uh-huh. Um, and it's going to be up to you to figure out what it was and maybe even something as simple as eating a mono diet where you're eating one thing at a time 
Uh-huh. Just a test, and and that's what you do whenever I think you're doing that's an a elimination good idea. diet. I think that's a very good idea. Right, an elimination diet. Then one of the things you you stop eating for a few days, like certain foods, especially those that are known to be um, allergenic foods. Uh huh. Um, but by eating one food at a time, just testing foods, you can determine foods that you have a sensitivity to right you know it's, it's easier to test those foods that you have a sensitivity to and there are tests that you can do you know through companies where you can get um, a readout of those foods that you are wow allergic really? to or sensitive to oh yeah highly sensitive maybe sensitive a little you know like sulfites Right. That would be in grape juice and wines. Okay, some grapes yeah. have it. And yeah. in some wines, then the sulfites are added. Uh-huh. Um, chemicals that are put into foods, then you can get a readout on those things. And that was one of the things that when I was preparing individual food, I had to go by those people who had that test. I had to go by the results of that test in preparing their food. Uh-huh. You know, this person might not be able to have balsamic vinegar in their foods because uh-huh. they have a sensitivity and it might be a high sensitivity to sulfites uh-huh. that are in that balsamic vinegar because, you know, balsamic is going to be made from wine. You know, they let the wine age until it's vinegar. So the sulfites are in there. Right. So you had to do this testing is this when you were at Belinda? Yes, okay. we did. We did you that did test. I remember that. Yeah. Clients. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. Um, okay. The question also is, um, okay. Do you remember that thing we were going to do at the studio? We were going to do a journal group. Um, do you remember that? Refresh my memory. More. The journal group. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. I think the- that would be fun for you to maybe do. Maybe you could maybe you could give, give this as a little bit of a gift. That would people, be great. You were well, talking people about who contact you, right? They yes. go, okay, I'll contact Sharon with the idea that I, I find out more information, but it, but exchange, give them like a little gift. And the little gift is um, working with them in the way where, you know, basically they keep a journal. What do you think? We were talking about a food vision journal. Yeah, yeah. Which would be... It's smart imagery. Yes. And, yeah. And, and um, a journal where they cut out pictures uh-huh. of foods, right. you know, that are yeah. healthy. Yeah. And collage them. You know, a, a lot like what I was talking about making my recipe books. Yeah. Um, collage them into a journal. And that journal being a record that you keep of the foods that you eat, how you feel, you know, after eating and just, you know, those things that I mentioned, because that's a great idea, but see, that's a great idea. That might be a great, that's, that's a good idea of a possibility of you initially getting someone to work with you. In other words, instead of doing an online class, do something relatively simple. So then what I would be doing, I would have to, print that food vision journal up no no 
you don't. No, you just or, basically... Or, or just the um, outline for it. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. Everything. Yeah. Basically, you just say to them, okay, uh, you it's a free gift, and they connect to you. Basically, I could put your link, your link uh-huh. to you. And I could mention it in the um, I could mention it in the publication, basically. So what what they would do is you're you're saying to me to produce some work that they could have, and, and because the way I see one way I see that I could do it really okay is to download you know they could download it themselves and print it out. Well, that's it. That's it. Okay, See, that, it. that means that you don't have to do anything specifically. All I have to do is work out the format. A plan, yes. Yes. Work and out then the say format. to them, okay, you have, you know, usually when you do a free thing like this, yes, you have a, a limit of time. Okay, so you have 24 hours to download it. Yeah, right. And also, and... also to work with you, to work with you, you have, say, oh, a, a week, a week of working with you or three days working with you or mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's limited. It's limited. It's not like a class. It's a limited, it's a limited gift. Right. That's what people usually do when they offer an actual gift. It might be a way for you to get some contacts. Okay. Okay. Yes. So yes, we, no, will, and, and... we will think about that before I actually publish Right, because remember, we'll think about that too, and how you want to work on it before I actually put it in the, uh, like the information. In the that I put it, yeah, in the published. Okay. okay. Okay, so we're going to redo this podcast. No, actually, it's done. <gasps> okay, you did it. Oh, joy! You sneaky thing, you. <laughs> <laughs> that I do this with is uh-huh. uh, it's going to be an anchor and it'll process once okay. it's processed then I will put together the the um, I'll publish it which means then I'll publish it on Spotify Okay, but let me tell you I've been doing this all day long. I know you have you told me that you so had I am going you were to doing. take a break and well, do it tomorrow good. look you're okay with it because I literally have been on the phone with people all day long. So how many did you do? I know you did at least two. Three. Including Whitney. She was an hour. Well, you know, I was saying Joy is so prolific because I I, I know her. I know her. She's doing this, you know, and she's not doing just one a day. Nope. Nope. In fact, you know, (laughs) my goal, this is my goal my whole week. I had uh-huh. a goal, and my goal was to get as many speakers recorded and on on Spotify as I could because I really wanted to lay the foundation because this is the only to this extent. Uh-huh. Now, from now on, it's just Tuesdays, only Tuesday. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. So next Tuesday, I have um, – next Tuesday, I have – Two so far. Now I've got a lot of people are coming in and they're saying yes, yes, yes. So now I have to basically schedule them only on a Tuesday. Because okay. Tuesday only time I'm doing this because I can't do it any other time. It's you got, can't. 
Yeah. It's got to be so done you, on a particular day. And Tuesday, and I don't go many? into the studio. So I have I have Tuesday set up to where I could do three or four again, but only on a Tuesday. Okay. And that's how I'm doing it. Okay. Good. And I'm so excited because this is something that I've had a dream about doing for a long time, and now I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, I know. When we were together, you yeah. were talking about doing it. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, and uh, you know, I'm excited because uh, Jamie Riller, who he has been my inspiration from day one, she's told me that I can actually put this in the group uh, studio yearbook, that I can actually oh, put it okay. on there as something I created. <gasps> and so wow. I'll be sharing that with her. And uh yeah, a lot of stuff has been happening. Unbelievable. And this has just been three weeks that I've had it. Great. So, okay, honey. Well, yeah, you did it. So you, uh, you've been, this done. It's done. You have to worry about <laughs> All right. It okay? All right. Okay, honey. I love you. Okay. Love you too. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Um. What you were listening to is another class that I did with uh, teen girls, and it was mixed media uh, using unconventional material. And I talked about um, the days when people would do paintings on caves, and I showed them one of my mixed media pieces of the creation story that I did um, using various different techniques. And I also told them the story of how I did the, the piece and why I did the piece, that it was based on my own imagination of women dancing on caves uh, instead of, you know, seeing always seeing men or seems seems like figures of men with arrows and you know they're fighting the animals and stuff i think about the women and what they did in relation to uh their dance and their their you know maybe the dance for fertility or um uh, a dance to celebrate the the story of life so Anyway, that was just from my imagination. I don't, I've never actually seen that, but I've done things from my imagination before, and this is one of my pieces that I did. But then I introduced these, the teen girls to uh, a technique where I showed them how to paint on newspaper and use newspaper as a surface and don't paint with a brush, but to paint with a, um, a bottle with a, a nozzle and using either ink or liquid black paint uh, and just painting on the, on the newspaper, you know, very freely, not, not trying to make anything specifically. You know, one of the girls said, well, can we use, use one of my, one of my, my designs in my, for my sketchbook? And sure, they, you know, they can do that. I told them that, they could use that as reference, but I still wanted them to be, you know, more free. And it's like, you really cannot be controlled when you um, work with this method because the ink or the white or the uh, liquid black paint 
will flow and uh, it will do its own thing. So uh, this was not based on like a drawing, but it was based on a completely different technique. So I showed them that they used that method where they did the line drawing first, they let that dry, and then they painted and they used it uh, to create a mixed media piece. So I demonstrated where after it was dry to put it on a board and then, um, you know, start layering, start layering their, their newspaper, um, mixed media piece. And, um, I've done this myself in, with some of my faces I've done in the past, uh, I've actually painted on newspaper many times. I love using the newspaper as a, as a surface. So that was one of the techniques that I demonstrated in one of my, um, my teen classes. And, um, I thought it was really a lot of fun and I think they enjoyed it as well. They were introduced to completely new ways of doing art. And I really like to do that in my, in my classes. So, um, this is one of the things I did. I probably will be showing some of the actual uh, work, the maybe the photographs of some of my work that I did with this technique, again, on my Facebook page. So you can go there and you can see a lot more. Um, plus, I probably will also put this video on there too. But anyway, that's my ideas for today. And... Uh, Oh, the other thing that I'm doing, which is going to be fun, is I have talked to Jamie Riddler about um, posting the podcast in a group that I follow. Um, it's called Studio Yearbook that she does. Um, and I've been following Jamie for a long time as well. So I talked to her about going through her old her old podcast that she did in iTunes when I first met her and putting together little clips of the little podcast that she did. I think I'm going to choose maybe three or four possibly. And then putting that together and then creating an, another, creating like an audio and posting it with um, my imitation for my the podcast that I did as a, uh, you know, as something that I created. Um, I created it out of lots of different processes that I worked through when I did the studio yearbook because the inspiration came from some of the writing that I did in the studio yearbook during the, um, the different season that I was involved. I've done three. This is my third one. So, um, I uh, love doing this. I think it's a great way to, uh, do a practice, daily practice. And, um, I find that it helps me to really be consistently creative and be consistently focused and, uh, uh, I've actually created a, a, a journal that I'm going to be showing later on where I did not have access to the printer at the time. So I couldn't print up any sheets, uh, you know, from the, from the, from the group. Uh, 
And I just so happened did not um, get the actual book. So I was wondering, well, what am I supposed to do now? So what I did is I kind of used a little bit of her format and I created my own journal. Now, I decided to finish that journal completely before moving on to using one of the books that I received from her um, because I really wanted to complete it before moving on to that. So I don't, I feel a little bad that I did not continue with um, the book that I got from her, but I will continue it now and um, embellish it with my own designs like I did this book, this particular journal. I've had fun doing my own journal, but I think I think I'd like to do the one that she um, that she that she sent me. Anyway, those are the things I'm working on today, um, and um, I'm really excited because uh, my I really believe that collaboration, connection, and creativity is um, is what we are. We are. This is the age that we're doing this. So collaboration is incredibly important um, in our work, in our creative life. So that's how I'm doing that today. And I really hope you um, listen to my podcast because I will be putting this on my um, Creative Connection with Joy podcast as well. Okay, so thank you and I'm Joy. Bye-bye.